0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be another video I'm doing about the state of trials. A lot of conversations about this. Already did a video about the loot problem. This is going to be a bit more big picture about the state of trials presently. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Come on into the channel. Sayno2rage.com will bring you to the channel. If you want to listen to these podcasts on all the podcast platforms, do a search for SNTR Presents and you'll find all of the episodes there. If you're on YouTube, leaving a comment, hitting the bell button, like, share, all of that, that really helps out the channel. So, The reason I wanted to do this video is we have another week where Dylan responded, one of the community managers responded to some of the questions about token earn rate and and people you know farming the low half of the card so I'm going to add that obviously to the dialogue but in general there's been a continued frustration I think in the player base about the way Trials is landing also it looks like less people are playing this was a fear that we had we were worried in the early weeks that some of the structure was going to lead to people vacating the playlist and subsequently uh, we're only three weeks in and we're already seeing a decline and that's not a good thing. I do think there's some very easy things Bungie could do to have a resurgence in the player base, and we're going to talk about that a little bit here. So we're going to talk about feeding the bottom, then we're going to talk about get good, because a lot of people are just telling people to get good, and then fill the the back and clean it up, right? I'm going to argue for filling the back half of the card, but also cleaning it up. Clean up trials, clean some things up that are kind of in a weird spot. Now, Dylan did respond to the idea that a lot of people are saying, well, they're just farming the bottom half of the card. His response was, well, the rewards at game seven are going to get better in the coming weeks. That's great, but that's not a long-term solution because you can only get that award once per character. It's a weekly award. I would say immediately they should change that as an easy change to be like, you know what, you can get the drop at Game 7 as much as you want, make it a guaranteed weapon drop because some of the weapons are really good. Shotgun, auto-rifle, and sniper would be great weapons to rotate as a guaranteed drop either either from Flawless or from Game 7 just to, just to get those people to stop doing that, okay? So... What he said enumerated part of the problem, but it also only offered a partway solution, because once they're done getting their three drops, they're just going back to low token farming. Let's talk about that, feeding the bottom, right? Passages and tokens, I believe, were targeted at the bottom half of the player base. The idea was, we're going to make it really, really easy to get loot. And a lot of folks are drawing comparisons to Destiny 1. They're like, well, in Destiny 1, you could do the bounties and get no wins and still get loot. That's true. However, I think Bungie thought we can keep people in the playlist all weekend long. There's no limit on how many tokens you can earn. There was a limit on bounties in D1. Once you were done with the bounties, you were pretty much done with the playlist. In this scenario, if they removed the win requirement and you could just turn in tokens whenever you want, I think more people would play. I think more people would play more days on the weekend because they'd be like, I can just keep getting tokens. I can just keep getting drops. I don't have to go flawless. I would say they could also maybe increase the token earn rate, make it to where even if you're only in the bottom half of the card, you're getting to games two, three, maybe four, you're getting a pretty good token earn rate. Conversely, you need to make the token earn rate insanely good on the back half of the card. Like, why is it so much easier just to go on the bottom three? Well, because the earn rate on tokens is is almost guaranteed there. So... To a certain extent, people are like, oh, this is not friendly to the casuals. This is so stupid. Actually, they structured it to be really friendly to casuals, and it's it's like cannibalizing itself. It's so friendly to the bottom half of the card, to the bottom half of the player base, that it's too friendly. It's like it's the best place to go for a loot grind. It has disproportionately tipped the scales to where everyone's like, There's no real reason to go flawless. Just farm the bottom half of the card. I don't think the answer is to take these things away. People are like, no, put better loot up at the top. Put more tokens up at the top. Make the first early games really, really stingy. No, 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 no. You're going to compound the problem with that. You're going to make things worse if you make it even more unrewarding. I think a way to kick off these changes would be to do like a triple trials tokens weekend. You know, use the T, the alliteration, make it real catchy. A triple tri- a triple trials token weekend where you're going to earn triple the tokens at every threshold. It does need to be more generous at games four, five, six, and 7. That needs to happen as well. But you should earn a ton of tokens. And when you're doing that, they should also say we're removing the win requirement. You can just turn them in whenever you want. Because we want to get as many people in the playlist as possible. This needs to be a two pronged approach to fix trials number one make it easier for people to just get some loot from the tokens that's not a problem let them do it who cares the other part of this approach it's a two pronged approach the other prong is make it way more generous and worth it to go to games four five six and seven and to go flawless okay now i know whenever this comes up a ton of people get pushback and i'm like just get good Come on, this is stupid. Why should they be giving easy loot to casuals? Let me address that in the second part of the video. Get good. The playlist will die. It will die if the get good ego gets a foothold, okay? That's already kind of happening. And the grand irony is, the people that are farming the bottom half of the card aren't getting good. They're farming easy wins. So that's the, that's the silly hypocrisy and and idiocy in this debate right now is if you're talking about getting good, well then why are you farming the bottom half of the card? Why? Well it's easier, it's a better route to rewards. Oh That sounds kind of weird. Isn't that antithetical to getting good? Farming easier wins, farming easier players. Nobody, like, listen, and most of the streamers that are doing this aren't saying that. They're like, get good. They're like, this is the most lucrative way to rewards. It makes the most sense. Like, I'm not faulting anybody for farming the bottom half of the card. But if your response is, it should be a little bit more accessible on the early sides of the card. If your response is, get good, I don't really think you understand the spirit of trials. You're playing in a way that is antithetical, that is contrary to its, its design, and farming easy wins, which is a refutation of your own claim that folks should just get good as you take the easy route, right? It's understandable why people are doing it. People will take the path of least resistance, especially if there's really, really good loot and the loot farm is just easier uh, and it makes more sense. Like, why would I go to games four, five, six, and seven and go flawless when the rewards don't seem worth it? Why would I do that? Nothing's guaranteed. I would say that that's why you need a two-pronged approach here. We don't need to scold the high-level players. We don't need to micromanage the high-level players. Well, don't let them reset their cards. Don't let them do that. Make a penalty. No, 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 no. We don't need to scold them. We don't need to tell them they're toxic. We don't need to, we don't need to micromanage them. You need to give way better loot on the back half of the card. And then that would clean things up exponentially. If you make it easier for people to turn in their tokens and earn tokens on the front half, and you make it way more generous on the back half, and also, I I think a real easy win this weekend would have been to say, hey, the sniper drops at Game 7, and it's a repeat drop. You can keep getting to Game 7 and getting the sniper to drop. People would have wanted to go to Game 7. Imagine if they would have done that with the shotgun when the shotgun was motivating the low card farm the week of anomaly Look at how the player base reacts when there's a farm when there's a weapon they can chase They cluster around it If you drag some of those weapons up to game seven and make them a guaranteed Repeatable drop people will farm for it now. It could be a random drop from tokens or the or the or the engrams or the lower games or whatever but if it's a guaranteed repeatable drop at the higher echelons you're going to drag people up the echelons you're going to make them go to the later half of the card so let's say at the end here fill the back and clean it up okay I, letting tokens be used without wins I think that needs to be the first change they do right away, just immediately say hey, we're going to give you a bunch more tokens, we're going to celebrate these changes and you can turn them in without any wins Four, five, six, and 7 need to be as rewarding as losing games 1, 2, and 3 now track with me here, right? I'm sorry I said that wrong losing games 4, 5, and 6 should be as rewarding as winning games 1, 2, and 3, okay? does that make sense? If I go to games 4, 5, and 6, and I lose, I should get just as many tokens as if I won games 1, 2, and 3. Why? It's an equal trade. It's like, well, you know what? I'm gonna gamble. four, five, six, and 7, if I win, I get way more tokens. If I lose, no harm, no foul, it's no different than if I would've played games 1, 2, and 3. So, losing games 4, 5, and 6 should give an equal amount of tokens. As winning games one, two, and three, that would balance that out a little bit. Then four, five, six, and seventy to give way more tokens for winning. Maybe have repeat awards up in those upper echelon so you can farm for the stuff. And then flawless should be unbelievable. It should be a loot explosion. I loved Astacross's idea. He harkened back to Sundial. He said when you got to the end of Sundial, you got to pick the loot that you wanted. The flawless chest should probably be like that. And then he said if you would run the what, what the confidence passage, you could pick two rewards. People would do that. If they knew every time I go Flawless, I get a guaranteed repeatable drop at 7, and then I can pick my reward in the Flawless chest, people would do that. Also, guaranteed Ascendant Shard, why not? Flawless is not easy to do. You're trying to motivate these high-level players to go up there. You're trying to clean up the early parts of the card. Now, map complaints and third-person peeking are a thing that's happening right now. To a certain extent, I said that was going to happen before Trials came back. I said Trials will come back, people will complain about the maps every weekend. They did it in D1. I mean, it it was a meme, right? I hate this map was a meme because every map, people are like, I hate this map, this map sucks. I get it, right? You you want to be able to play the way that you want to be able to play. Even True Vanguard, the the play your way champion, was like complaining about people three P peaking, running from fight fights and waiting for supers, and he was irritated by it. And there were people that were like smarting off to him, and be like, "Oh, so you're mad that people are playing smart and they're playing skilled and they're avoiding fights?" Well. Yes and no. If you're you're avoiding gunfights in a first-person shooter to try to bank on supers, that's antithetical to the flow of combat, that's antithetical to the flow of the game mode, right? And so third-person peeking and emote peeking and sword peeking and all of this is going to be a continued complaint, especially when the map is sniper-heavy. And there's going to be an increase in in people doing it when really, really god-tier snipers seemingly are everywhere. So cheating is another factor here. I I think there's there's some really, really significant things that need to be cleaned up. I would like to see third-person peeking addressed in some way. Maybe... a cooldown on emoting so you could do it once but you can't keep doing it right it should be like your grenade or your melee you use your emote on the corner that's cool that's fine you can't do it for a little while it should you know put it on a 30 second cooldown just like your grenade or your melee so it can't be spammed all right second swords could only be pulled out if you have ammo for them we don't really need to pull them out when there's when there's a hilt so as soon as it's out of ammo it should just say it should just go back to one of your other weapons I don't think third-person peaking is a significant problem, but I think it needs addressed. More important than third-person peaking You gotta stop the cheating. We need anti-cheat now more than ever. People are already saying if the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X can get me steady 60 FPS and a good FOV, which those consoles will likely see an uptick in FOV and frames per second because they've already changed the UI settings to match PC for future updates, that's coming. They're going to switch back to console because they're sick of dealing with the cheaters. In a free to play game, you got to put more preventative measures in place. We need anti-cheat or this game mode is going to die. And if it doesn't die, it'll limp for a long long time until they until they figure this out. So they got to do a two-pronged approach to the front half and the back half of the card rewards and the structure of the content and the casuals and the hardcores could all enjoy it, and they also need to clean things up. I think third-person peeking needs addressed. It's not a front-burner issue. That could come at a later season, but I really, really think cheating is the front-burner issue, that and incentivization to play and and, and go through the different the different forms of, of grinding. As always, we're going to go to question and answer next. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my video on the state of trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now. Usually when these hit the feeds, I am live streaming. Say no to Rage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're listening to the podcast version or you would like to, you can look for SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms to listen to past episodes. If you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, the bell button, the comments, all that helps me out. Thank you to everybody supporting the YouTube channel. We are inching towards 50,000 subscribers, which is pretty cool. It's not really my main gig, so thank you for those that support the YouTube channel. Aaron Kill. It seems counterproductive to have Iron Banner in Trials competing for players simultaneously. Should Bungie shut down other PvP playlists during the weekends to help Trials remain more populated? No. Uh, Jstock with 46 months. Thank you. Holomania with 9 months and 3 months from Beyond Hope. Thank you as well. No, they can't do this. Um, here's the thing. Trials is supposed to be replacing the competitive, one of the competitive hoppers. So when you come here, you have elimination, and then you have survival, and then you have trials. Isn't that different than how it was in D1? Didn't trials supplant Elim in D1? I don't think you should get rid of Iron Banner, but I definitely think regular elimination could afford to shut down. Uh, when trials is active, I actually didn't realize that that's how it worked. That's that's. I would agree that that's a little counterproductive. Uh, in, I'm fairly certain in D1 you could not you could not play normal elim on the weekends. That it became trials. Um, but you can solo queue. Yeah, I understand that. I just. You don't want to shut down Iron Banner because not everybody wants to play Trials. Even when Trials is running at its best, it still doesn't have the majority of the player base. You don't want to shut down something that's like a staple like Iron Banner over the weekend. There are some people that can only play Iron Banner on the weekend because of their schedule. You don't want to take that away from them and be like, nope, gotta play Trials. That would feel pretty uh, micromanage-y. That would feel a little paternalistic to like force people into a playlist they're not interested in. Rogue uh, Rogue status. Why hasn't Bungie done anything about the ridiculous energy weapon drop rate in the raid? All three raid runs this week were all energy weapons. I would love to see them do a quality of life pass on Garden and just say both items drop at every chest. Gun and armor every time. I don't think that would hurt. I I, I would consider even maybe mid-season when they increase pinnacle sources, that would be a really, really nice quality of life update to Garden of Salvation. Listen... It's fine. You got a lot of energy weapons in the loot pool. I get that. That's going to create a loot propensity. But like, give me a weapon and a piece of armor every time. Why not? Like, at this point, where's the harm? Where's the harm in that? One of each. One of each. Mm, MG Avenger. With a certain group of people complaining about content, do you think that the reprisals of faction rally vendor ornaments could help with some grind for players wanting more content? I feel like this wouldn't be much bandwidth since it's already in the game. Um, I, well, there, I think if you get, if you have faction pieces, those ornaments, I believe are automatically unlocked. So we don't need that. Like I'm not, I don't want to dismiss your idea. Well, we don't need that. And that's not content anyway. Oven baked muffin with a brand new sub. Enjoy your dope edge emotes and ad free viewing. Um, yeah, so this, this doesn't really apply to the current situation. El Pinto Loco. Do you think Bungie should do a nerf to stability across the board to auto-rifles, just like they nerfed range on hand cannons? Right now, they kill you too fast and are too easy to use. Even a player like Crafty gave up his hand cannon for Suros this weekend. Um, there's two things I want to say here. Okay, The first thing I want to say on, on the outset is embracing the meta is a common thing and hand cannons have kind of had their day, so if people are putting down their hand cannons because they just think you know what, the meta is just auto-rifle laden, let me just run auto-rifles I don't think that is necessarily indicative of a problem, that's kind of just destiny I also want to say metas in destiny become the most problematic when you feel you have to run a particular loadout that that's how D1 felt. You had to have a God Roll Matador or a Party Crasher, right? You weren't going to win mid-range fights. You were going to get shoved with a shotgun and you were going to lose. So, it it's dicey, okay? It, it's, a, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, there's always a tension here. There's always going to be folks leaning toward the meta. There will be a trend, the, there will be weapon propensities in the Crucible if you feel, and if they look at the stats, the numbers, and the trends, if you kind of feel like, I have to run this loadout, or I'm done, or I don't stand a chance, that's when it becomes problematic. I don't know if right now we want to use, like, anecdotal evidence. You can use Crafty to be like, he switched to an auto-rifle. And I can show gameplay from ZK Mushroom. I can show gameplay from Frostbolt. Uh potato Kami, onyx none of those uh even glad none of those guys were using auto rifles and they were doing just fine right glad is not a a a tier one amazing pvp player he's really good and has really improved but he's not frostbolt and he was doing just fine with the pulse rifle so i don't think you can really get away with that argumentation right now oh i have to run an auto rifle no, no, you don't. Uh, plenty of people were using weapons that they didn't have to run an auto-rifle. Um, those guys don't count, stop using them. I feel like GLAD counts. I don't know. I, plenty of people are playing that aren't at the absolute upper echelons that don't feel they have to use an auto-rifle, especially on, especially on Widow's Chord. There's probably plenty of people right now that aren't equal to ZK and Frost and those guys, and they're probably using pulse rifles or hand cannons. Jake was using, uh, going in with a pulse this last weekend. I, I, it's hard because like, if we, if you're going to try to use Crafty as an example of like, oh, even he switched to an auto rifle, I'm using other people to be like, well, they didn't, and they did just fine. Um... I don't know, I don't I don't feel like right now you have to use an auto-rifle I was using an auto-rifle on Anomaly and I was still getting killed by hand cannons, I was getting sniped, I was getting killed by pulse rifles I I don't know, I didn't feel like I I didn't feel like me running the auto-rifle was this insurmountable thing that like everybody I went up against was like, well I can't use my primary I have to use an auto-rifle and that was on an Anomaly for crying out loud, I. I don't know most people feel the need to use auto-rifles, I still use hand-cannons I, Okay, here's the problem. If you don't let me use the best players, even if we use average to above average players like myself, I didn't need to use the auto rifle. I probably could have done just fine with a pulse or a hand cannon. I mean, I didn't, but here's what I think happens. I think there's a giant pool of players in like the 0-40% to skill threshold. They're not in the middle of the the pack. They're either right below the middle of the pack and then on down. I think that's a giant threshold of player. And I think when everybody's running around with Hardlight and Suros, they naturally feel like, well I have to use that, everybody's spamming, and they also feel the low entry point of the weapon being like, oh this isn't so bad, I'm winning some of my gunfights. So, the problem compounds itself. There are... there It takes lesser skill to use the item. Lots of people then start using it. People of lesser skill are like, I guess I have to use this. And then people start complaining. They're like, oh, well, I have to use this hard light. I have to use this Suros. And I don't know if that's true right now. I'm seeing plenty of people using other primaries. Now, do hard light and Suros need looked at? Yeah, Probably. They probably do need looked at. They're, they're, they're total outliers. They probably need reined in a little bit. At least Soros you can avoid if you hear spinning up. Like, hard lights in another category, I think. But, do auto-rifles need a stability? Like, do they need their stability to be, you know, made bad? I, I don't know. I don't think you want to nerf the entire archetype. It finally is getting its day in the sun. There's multiple things at play here. Like I said at the very beginning of this, the meta will always have trends, Okay, think of it this way. Up until now, a lot of people felt like if you didn't run a spare rations and a mind benders, you were gonna have a really really hard time. The people that ran spare spare rations and mind benders hated going up against people using quote unquote dad rifles. Um, you know, so that was a common primary weapon trend in the meta that was getting lots of attention. But different feedback from different spectrums of the player base. The high level guys were like, I hate dad rifles. The mid tier lower level skill players were like, I'm sick of spare rations and I'm sick of mind benders. Thank you for gifting a sub to Bmac the spy who swags. So there's always going to be like there's there's always going to be that tension of depending on where you are on the skill spectrum, you're going to experience the game so much differently. You watch me shoutcast these top tier players. Hardlight's never a problem for them. All of a sudden, they ran into a team that was really good. We saw three hardlights. We underestimated them. Like, oh, this team's not going to be a hard challenge. And that team was melting with hardlight. They were a good team, and they were making hardlight look like a, a freaking laser beam. And it was like, wow. And the team had to tighten up. So it's like, but then if you if you if you you know watch potato play, and you're like, well, one game out of 21, he had to deal with high level players using hard light, the rest of the games that was never a problem, you'd be like, well it's cause he's so good he's overcoming it, he's too good for hard light to really touch him he's hitting snipes from a hundred yards away almost every, you know, almost every uh, round, Jay Portier gifting a sub to the bow chick of Hong Kong, thank you for doing that so I don't think it's ever, it's never this easy, so when I've asked hard light to be looked at, I'm not like, oh it has lots of kills, it, I have to run it, we, it, it would nerf it I don't think that type of argumentation is helpful. It's always going to feel anecdotal and experience-based. Oh, I have to run it. Even Crafty put it on let's have an actual discussion about the weapons role in the game could we talk about ricochet rounds spam the the big magazine its presence in the in the flow of combat outside of trials can we have that conversation rather than having some like anecdotal experience-based conversation about like well I feel like I have to run it well, people thought the same thing last season they thought they had to run spare rations mindbenders they thought they they, they got tired of getting killed by pulse rifles right like I, Even, even last season, there were these argumentations made about, you know, from pure anecdotal experiential evidence to be like, "Oh, I have to run this weapon loadout." No, you don't. No, you don't. The difference right now is, as Ruku is saying, you know, the numbers aren't very anecdotal. It's clear that Hardlight and Suros are running away with things, and that's why I think they need to be looked at. I don't want these things nerfed into the ground. I'm just trying to minimize spam on the Hardlight. And maybe, maybe rein in the Suros a little bit on range. I don't know. I don't know what would help the Suros. I've not really looked at it. I've not really thought about it. But there's always going to be a meta. People are always going to trend and lean toward the meta. The question becomes, when does the meta become so overarching that it disrupts variety and flow to where you feel like you have to run a certain weapon? Has that happened with the hard light? you could maybe argue that yes it has you feel like if I'm going to play I'm just going to throw on an auto rifle and that's when Bungie has to minimize that gun's you know effect on the game the danger is as soon as you make auto rifles less than they are now they won't compete against pulse rifles and they won't compete against hand cannons and they'll just get thrown back into the bin so it's always a delicate balance especially with auto rifles because they're so easy to use so especially with the way that aim assist works in this game smoky gaming do you think skill-based matchmaking for the first three wins would bring more casuals in because they feel like they are being stomped at the floor and decide that at least instead of being the instead of being cannon fodder if they can win and get some loot they would stay in the playlist skill-based matchmaking is poison and it shouldn't be in the game at all uh, I'm sick of having that debate with people that don't understand the problems with it, and they just they just speak in platitudes and bumper sticker language about like you just want to stop noobs. I'm tired of interacting with, with thoughtless uh, dialogue about skill based matchmaking because pretty much everybody that defends skill based matchmaking speaks in platitudes and bumper sticker language, and it just isn't fun. I'm I'm just I'm sick of debating people that don't understand the issues, um, and if that's me being dismissive or elitist or arrogant, I don't freaking care. I'm tired of it. I'm just I'm tired of it. Um, it isn't good for casuals it's bad for every game it touches I'm not even a hardcore player and it ruins games for me <clears throat> it ruins games for me it ruined Fortnite for my brother and, his, and my nephews so no skill based matchmaking is not helpful and I'm sick of debating it it doesn't belong on wins, games 1 through 3 it doesn't um, it, it has no business in trials it has no business in comp it has no business in a, in a quick play environment it doesn't it has no business in any game The truth is, is that you, as you defend skill-based matchmaking, you defend companies being able to punt on an easy solution. You want ranked and unranked. If you like skill-based matchmaking and you defend it, but you don't want ranked and unranked, you're just a hypocrite. Because you don't want the very thing that you argue for high-skill players. Ranked and unranked would put you into a situation where if you were tired of getting stomped, you could go play ranked and play against people of equal skill. And more than likely, you would climb the ranks and be put into matches that are sweaty and unfun and you would suddenly realize why skill-based matchmaking is poison and terrible. Everybody who argues in, in, in defense of skill-based matchmaking, but never asks for ranked and unranked are just hypocrites. They don't argue for the true solution. That's the true solution. If you're against ranked and unranked and in support of skill-based matchmaking, you're basically the reason that like the, the, the discussion goes nowhere. But you don't understand the fundamental like solution to the problem. You argue for a punt and a half-measure that makes people stop playing. This is what I said this morning. Skill-based matchmaking is a gamble. It's just a gamble. If we take skill-based matchmaking out, a greater portion of the community will quit. If we leave it in there, then the hardcore players are the ones most affected by it and they'll kind of keep on playing. So they're just gambling with engagement. That's all they're doing. They're just gambling with engagement. They're saying, well, if we put it in, it there are more people that like it and there are less people that dislike it. Ranked and unranked basically means you go into an unranked playlist. It's pure connection based. You could play against anybody, okay? Ranked would basically consistently take your global stats and pitch you against people that are in your rank. Right now, the reason that skill based matchmaking is garbage and it's why players like me that are just, I'm barely above average. It's why I don't play. I'll give you a handful of reasons why I don't play. I play against three, three matches and put up good stats, and then it bases my stats on who I should match against. It puts me against players that are well outside of my skill threshold because they're putting up good stats too, and then I have a terrible time and I stop playing. Also, I don't want to play with my friends because they're better than me, and when I play with my friends who are better than me, I have a terrible time and it's not fun. So I don't engage with anything that's skill-based match made. I don't. It's terrible. If you got tired of playing unranked and wanted to play against people at your skill level, Ranked is there as the promised land to you and your thumbless gameplay. I'm terrible. I don't want to play sweats. I don't want to get stomped. Well, then go to Ranked, right? Here's where the rubber would meet the road. If you go into ranked, and you're only playing people at your skill level, eventually, you would probably start to climb. You would start to get a little bit better. You would start to get slightly better kill death and win ratios. And do you want to know what would happen? You would climb the ranks, and you would feel the pain of being like, every map feels kind of sweaty. Every map feels very, very close. All the kills, man, I'm just constantly playing people at my skill level. (gasps) Man, that's not enjoyable, is it? But the beauty of that system is you could then leave ranked and go play unranked and then you would start to finally find people that are at your skill level. You would start to finally find people that are maybe below your skill level and then obviously you'd find people that are well beyond it because it would literally be just total connection based. It would not be based off of skill at all. The true solution is ranked and unranked. That's the true solution. And companies don't want to invest the time in building it. So they punt, they do skill-based matchmaking, it actually ends up helping more people than it hurts, and they just bank on the people that are hurt by it sticking around because they're more dedicated and they're more loyal. They're more hardcore, right? And in the process, I'm telling you right now, the people that are hurt the most by skill-based matchmaking are people like myself because I'm in the middle of the pack. I I end up getting pulled up into the upper echelons way too much. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I play with my brother on a Smurf account in Fortnite. I killed a bunch of bots, right? I killed a bunch of bots... Had, had good kill death we won a couple of games and then all of a sudden we were playing against people that were well outside of my brother and my nephew's skill level and so we had a terrible time why because skill based matchmaking started firing and they're like well these guys are putting up good stats so we should put them up here with these people and we had a terrible time it's why. It's literally why I don't play I don't play Fortnite with viewers anymore for that reason I I, I go into a match I'm playing with my buddy and it's terrible it's awful it's not fun How does funneling the lowest skilled players into what's supposed to be the most competitive playlist make sense? Well, the reason it makes sense, Kelly, is because a playlist only functions, a a playlist functions at its best with a full funnel. That's just like a true axiom in gaming. Any playlist you're going to go into, whether it's Call of Duty or Battlefield or Destiny, it functions at its best when the funnel is full, okay? The way to keep the funnel full is to have a very accessible entry point. Trials entry point are games one through three. Okay. That entry point is a sweat stomping ground right now because it's the most effective way to grind for tokens. So instead of it being a super receptive, super accessible area where they can get tokens, get to win three, and then slam tokens that's not happening they're playing a game and then they're getting punched in the face (laughs) welcome to trials we're farming the bottom half of the card just right it's just a a street fighter punch just just punching him in the face and then they're like I don't want to do this this is stupid this is awful I played uh, viewer quick play overwatch with ammunition once and it brought us into 500 quick play game and Anne and her viewers got stomped so hard, I never played Quick Play with anyone again. That was two years ago. Skill-based matchmaking is the worst thing for any game. I get it now, never heard the argument like this. No, like, and I think that's the problem. And that's why I get so tired of debating it. Skill-based matchmaking just gets turned into, it sounds like a political debate. Everybody just speaks in platitudinous sound bites. You just want to stomp noobs you just don't want to get good. You just want an easy breezy time because you're a really skilled player and you want to pick on the newbies. You just want to gatekeep, you know? And then the other side's like, well, you don't want to get good. You don't want to be challenged. You don't want to improve. You want to be protected and play against, you know, listen, both sides of the aisle on skill-based matchmaking are saying the same thing. Actually, I think most of the hypocrisy is on the side of skill-based matchmaking if you're in support of skill-based matchmaking. You're actually arguing to have an easier time while claiming that that's what the other side's arguing for. Oh, you just wanna have an easy time and you wanna pub stomp. Meanwhile, you're arguing for the exact same dadgum thing. You're arguing for an easier time. Both sides are arguing fundamentally for having more fun and it's not fun to get stomped eight games in a row it's not fun to sweat eight games in a row neither of those are a fun experience so how do you get into a middle ground ranked and unranked arguing for fair isn't arguing for an easy time sure it is because fair is only getting fed people that are bad if you're bad That's an easier time. Fundamentally, if you zoom out, people arguing in support of skill-based matchmaking are arguing for an easier time. They don't want to play people better than them. They don't want to get challenged. They want to play people in their skill hemisphere. I understand that. I don't want to play I don't want to play Lumi and the G1 boys every game either. I don't want to do that. That's not fun. When the skill gap is insurmountable, you don't learn anything. You can't improve when Potato's sniping you from the stratosphere. You're not going to learn anything against that guy, right? He's out of your reach. I I understand. I understand. Both sides are arguing for a more fun and a more ease ease of, uh, of experience. They don't want to sweat every game just like you don't want to get stomped every game. You both have more in common than you realize. And you both would get your way if there was ranked and unranked. Like, that's the solution to this problem. It... there's no There's no other way about it. And listen, trials would work... You have to understand that if Trials right now had way more casuals in the funnel, that increases the probability of you running into a casual team in the first three games. Okay? So track with me here. If the funnel was more full, you would have an increased likelihood of running into casual players in games one through three. The likelihood of you running into casual players on the first three games also goes up if the high-skilled players are climbing the ranks of the card instead of resetting. Do you see the the answer is not skill-based matchmaking. The answer is equilibrium in the player base. That's what ranked and unranked does. It brings equilibrium. If if the front half of the card had way more people in it, then you you would increase the likelihood of running into guys like Lono or people that are below average or average or whatever. Less likely to run into sweaties and and and, you know, low-card farmers. One side is arguing for a level playing field, the other side is arguing for mainly playing against players lesser skilled than them. Kelly, that is false. That is a complete and utter misrepresentation of the argument. The side against skill-based matchmaking never says, I wanna play against people less skilled than me. They don't say that. They're in the minority. So if you're in the top 10%, you get sequestered to the tiniest group of players. They're punished for being good. Welcome to skill-based matchmaking. Yeah, yeah. Matchmaking's gonna take forever. You're gonna get outside your region. You're gonna have bad integrity on the connections because there's way less of you. The other side, listen, people arguing for skill-based matchmaking, sure, you can dress it up and saying they're arguing for a fair level playing field, but they're arguing for the very thing that they think is wrong. They want an easier time playing. It's the same thing of the people being like, I don't want to sweat every game and always play people in the top 10%. That's not fun. Both sides are arguing for an easier experience. That's why the people in support of skill-based matchmaking, it's always so hypocritical. You have to inject the opposing view with all this malintent. Like, yeah, you just want to stomp noobs. You just want to play people who suck. No. That's, that's no. That's not what they said. Sweating is not equal to getting stomp. A sweaty match is playing someone of your own skill level. Stomping is what happens when strong players go after weak players. Right, but there's a mathematical problem with your with your position, Kelly. There's a mathematical problem with it. There are less high skilled players. They're in the minority. So, in a full funnel of pure connection based content, let's just say quick play was purely connection based. Okay. The math is in your favor. There are more low to below to average to slightly above average players. There's way more of them. Frostbolt and Potato and all these guys are the minority. You're way less likely to run into them. So there's this boogeyman concept of like, oh, they just want to stomp noobs. What are you talking about? Just because they're really good, they shouldn't be able to play 80% of the community? They should just be kept out of the player pool, basically? It doesn't make any sense. Sports or skill match? No, they're not. No, they're not. No. No. Have you ever watched college football? Have you ever watched baseball where the teams with the bigger budget and the stronger team just shellack the opposing team? Nobody steps in and says, now, hang on a minute. That guy right there, he's too good. He's better than every other player we have. He can't play right now. He can only play when you're playing against other teams that are of equal skill. That's not fair. What do you mean sports or skill match? What are you talking about? It's never been that way. There, there are tons of games you'll watch of of high-level teams that have crazy, thick, stout rosters, and they just run over teams. But come on, you're not even making an argument that's rooted in reality. Now, come on, Kelly, you know I love you, but that is not true. That is not true! Now, tournaments, listen, tournaments and playoffs function the way that Trials is supposed to function. As you advance in the bracket, it gets harder and harder. Why? Because the teams you're facing had to do the same thing. They had to win a certain number of games, right? 80-20 rule, better players are overrepresented. I mean, I'm sure if you're a better player, you're going to play more often. So the 20%, maybe you're more likely to run into them. But again, at a given time, I, I just if the, again, if the funnel is full, if the trials funnel was full of players, I, I would be in there. How many people in the chat right now would be playing trials if those first three games just gave good healthy token turnover rate, and they could turn in the tokens without winning? They'd be getting gear just like in, in pre-Rise of Iron trials, right? The funnel would be full. And when the funnel gets filled with all those players, you're, you're, you have an increased likelihood of running into people that aren't, that aren't crafty. Tons of people would be in there. played college baseball, everyone on that field's top 1% player, that doesn't back your assertion that sports are skill-based. Your, your anecdotal evidence of when you played baseball, that doesn't mean that sports are skill-based. It doesn't. Now, it's supposed to be, because you would you would think, logically, as people get good at a given sport, go out for the sport, get hired to play the sport, end up on a team to play the sport, that you would likely, and you would you would increase the likelihood of you running into people that are really, really good. Right? And obviously, take the worst football team, okay? Take the worst football team in the NFL and pit them against like a pickup game in the neighborhood. They're going to crush that pickup team. Why? Because they're just automatically better. They play professionally. They've they've been practicing. They've been conditioning, etc. But it's not skill-based because they could still go up against plenty of teams that are far and away a thousand times better, have way better stats... You know, you take a, a, a veteran quarterback, like at their, at their peak, you got, you take guys like Manning and Joe Montana and, and Favre and, and all these guys, you take them at their absolute peak and their stats are insane and you pit them against some rookie who's throwing lots of picks. Oh, you can't play against them. That's not fair. Skill-based. No, you would say (laughs) get better. Like, right you can't use sports to back up your argument cuz there's so there's so many there's so many games that, that don't go that way garbage teams play against the best it happens that's why trials if you were to fill the funnel i'm telling you you could if you could like double the size of the player base by making it far more rewarding and far more lucrative to play those early games if you're a lower skilled player you would naturally see an increase of casual games we saw this effect in destiny one pre rise of iron pre rise of iron the bounties were super rewarding and the player base was full of players post rise of iron what did everybody complain about as soon as people realized you couldn't get new loot from the trials bounties, engagement went down. Engagement went down. Why? Because they're like, this isn't worth my time. I'm only going to get the new loot if I get to win three, five, or go flawless. And they left the player base. Then, two weeks into the into the DLC was Iron Banner. Iron Banner was an incredibly effective way to level up. So people were using the trials bounties to levels up, to level up. They're like, well, it's not new loot, but it's a good leveling. It's a good leveling route, right? And then they went to uh, Iron Banner, leveled up a bunch there. So post-Iron Banner, Trials of Osiris in Rise of Iron became complained about constantly because people were like, the ma- the matches are sweaty, connection time's taking forever, and it's laggy. Why? Because casuals vacated the player base. They vacated the player base. So whenever, whenever you have a funnel, as I said at the very beginning of this, a playlist funnel functions at its best when it's as full as possible and if you could get as many people as possible in the trials funnel we wouldn't have to talk about skill-based matchmaking we wouldn't have to there would just be way more people in there you would you would run into so many teams that are just like oh they're just playing we're just playing for fun why oh well, we're just getting tokens and getting bounties done it's great dude repeatables giving me tokens matches giving me tokens I don't freaking care that's what we did in d1. You cannot have an opinion on Trials because you're not good at it. <laughs> is that an attempt at a bait? Because it's pitiful. The, po- the point is, is that there would be a natural equilibrium in Trials if the bottom half was full of people and the top half was full of better rewards and loot. It's that simple. It's that simple the flow the flow of the playlist would hit equilibrium, there'd be way way more way more people playing and you would have le- two things would be functioning in your favor there'd be more casuals so mathematical probability increases that you face casuals and hardcore players would be living on the back half of the card more often therefore you'd have an increased likelihood in facing casuals it would work it would work The system's fine. It needs to be tweaked. Connection makes max making equals recreational league, but high-level sports players dial it back so they don't hurt people. The problem is that in shooters can go into connection-based matchmaking and play like the seventh game of the World Series. But again, Kelly, you're you're making your argument weaker now. You're making your argument weaker. They dial it back because, not because they don't hurt people, because they don't want to get injured and they don't need to. They're so high skill level that they can dial it back and not play like it's a tournament or a Super Bowl game because they're like, "We're way better than these teams." Like you're never ever going to make that. You're trying to defend a point that is just completely you can't you you can't you can't compare. You can't. You can't claim that sports is skill-based. It isn't. Really good teams just absolutely decimate weaker teams all of the time. They're never protected. The league doesn't step in and say Tom Brady can't play. Joe Montana can't play. That's not fair. They're way better than this other team. They also don't do this. Listen, they don't get like midway on the season in the NFL. and They're like, all right, okay, so all these teams suck. Here's all the 0-5 teams, 0-7. Uh, They all have to play each other. You don't have to play any of the big bad boogeymen, okay? You guys are all trash. They don't do that. They're like, no, the schedule's set. We don't care if you suck. Get in there and play. There's no skill based in sports at all. But that's what they do in skill based matchmaking. Well, hold up. Blow the whistle. Wait, hang on. This team way too good. This team way too bad. They never play. They never face each other. They never face each other. Ranked and unranked, man. Ranked and unranked. Ask for a true solution. Quit settling for a freaking punt half measure. That's terrible in every game that it shows up in. And that's why I'm sick of debating it. I just spent 20 minutes debating it anyway. JD Miller, does the map choice heavily affect the weekly participation and enjoyment of trials? Uh, and should Bungie look to streamlining the rotation of the maps? I, I, I don't know what to do about maps. I really don't. Hey, listen, it, people complained about the map every weekend in D1, and they're going to complain about the map every weekend uh, this, this time around. There were people that were like, I just can't take Anomaly for another minute. Oh my gosh. And there were people like, oh, I love it. I love it. Right. And then the NFL draft is where the skill sorting occurs. Kelly, just you, you have to stop. You have to concede and stop. You just, it, it's not skill based. They don't protect weaker teams from stronger teams. They don't do it. They don't. You made a point that's unbacked, and, and now you're trying to go to the, the draft. The draft is to is, is to mitigate teams becoming lopsidedly strong. That has nothing to do with what teams get matched against what teams. Come on. Um, map rotation is not a huge focus, I don't think. People this weekend were like, Oh, I love Widow's Court. This is awesome. And other people were like, This is trash. This is terrible. It's just three peakers and snipers. I, I don't know. Listen, the goal is not to get caught up in the microcosm of which maps are best, which maps are good, which maps are this. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what we need to get caught up in. It's so simple. That's why I always zoom way out. I zoom way out. The map doesn't matter. It doesn't. Three peeking and sniping, none of that crap matters if you zoom out and you're like, fill the funnel with players, make it so people can play, get tokens, get loot without feeling like they have to win and then put a bunch of dope stuff on the back half of the card. Just do that. Right? Just, 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 just do that. You know? It's, if you get down and like what about the maps though should they do this with the maps what about this what about that what no 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 no, no. let's have a whole season of a full funnel and then let's talk about maps let's talk about map balance let's talk about spawn points let's talk about the control points like we can have that conversation later having that conversation now it's like we don't even need to have that conversation The, the the playlist needs to function well before we even go down that road I, I don't I don't think we're even there yet we're not're we're, we're, we're three weeks in we can't get into like a map discussion people are getting ahead of themselves when doing an experiment you can change one thing at a time exactly like zoom out and get the machine running better the machine's not running well right now. get the machine running better and then we can talk about you know maps and rotations and all that so. You're contradicting yourself now. If skill wasn't an issue in the draft, why would they let the worst teams draft first? You're You've been asked to stop, okay? I, and now you're getting timed out. Kelly, I'm not contradicting myself. Listen closely and put the axe down because you're grinding an axe. I said, the draft is a way to keep from the stacked teams continuing to get good players. That's how it works. I acknowledge that reality. You, I guess, didn't hear that. I said that stacked teams can't get all of the best stuff, so you take the weakest teams in the league and you let them draft first, that's supposed to create some semblance of equilibrium within the player pool distribution that has nothing to do with the current discussion, because the current discussion is about skill-based matchmaking and they don't do that in the NFL, they're not like well this team's better, they shouldn't face this team that never happens in sports, your assertion has been dismantled 15 times let it go Parasito, Steam Beta has a network socket update regarding relay drop, relay dropouts, uh, that apparently it's been helping Destiny connections. If this news becomes more widespread, or when Valve pushes the update to stable track, will this help alleviate the frustration and trials? I mean, I don't think this is really going to help. I don't think it's going to help because these 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 error messages are happening on console, right? Y- you. These error messages you're having on console. Now, I saw this, Paris. I saw this on Twitter or Reddit where people are saying, "Oh, this is helping." I mean, if it's helping out people on PC, fantastic. But I think Bungie has a greater problem going on. There is something that happened in the background. There is something going on that has caused instability in connections, and it's happening on console too. So I don't think that's going to. Ha- I don't think the. Con- I don't think the whatever the Steam client thing is there okay there may be two things going on on pc so maybe this helps fix like one of the lanes of disconnects on pc but i I don't think it's going to be the ultimate issue also bungie said they said that they fixed the issue with gambit and they thought they fixed the connectivity issues and error codes They, they thought that they fixed it and uh it didn't work So they're still working on it. They said that in the TWAB. They said something to the effect of like, we thought we had a fix, but it didn't work. So, Avin J. After a strong start, Trials has stunningly almost completely imploded in just three weeks. Total hyperbole, but okay. How did this happen so fast? Uh, Do you think that it can be saved or is worth it? So many problems and it debuted with much lower numbers than even Trials of the Nine. Well okay, there are so many factors to its low debut it took too long to come back it took two years to come back that was a factor, I think um, Season of Dawn was a factor, okay Season of Dawn murdered the PvP player base numbers it murdered them Shadowkeep, things were going great things were like, the the daily player base numbers were, were stupid high, you know Over a million players a day for all of Shadowkeep. And then we got into Season of Dawn, and the PvP numbers were right where they wanted them to be. Right? Still about a million players a day. And then, whew, within two weeks, just plummeted. Season of Dawn murdered Crucible. And you want to know what happened? (laughs) There was an increase in the execution of skill-based matchmaking and team balancing. And so significant portions of your hardcore player base, your more committed players left they left cheating also went on the rise during season of dawn so we get into season of the worthy and all those chickens come home to roost. You did months of egregious team balancing and and skill-based matchmaking, driving players to the one playlist where there is no skill-based matchmaking. That drove those players away who didn't want to face sweats all day. And then here comes Trials. So you have a teetering, shaky, crucible player base. And you're like, here's Trials! And it's like... Th- there, there was nobody there was nobody that cared at that point. Your your Crucible player base numbers were cut in half. If if Trials of Osiris would have landed first week of Season of Dawn, it would have had way more people playing. <laughs> way more. Why? There was over a million people a day playing Crucible back then. We, after Season of Dawn, it was like 400, 300 to 400,000 people a day were playing Crucible. Less than half, down to like a third of the player base that it had in Season of the Worthy. They gutted the freaking player base. Cheating and team balancing and skill-based matchmaking, just upsetting virtually everybody all along the spectrum. Just, whew. Season of Dawn saw the biggest exodus on PC. The biggest player-based exodus was PC PvP. That's where the biggest number drop was. People were like, oh no, the franchise is in trouble. Look how low the player-based numbers have dropped. And it was like, actually, it's disproportionately all PC PvP players. That was the biggest exodus. Why? Cheating and team balancing and skill-based matchmaking because I think you're more hardcore players, you're more sweaty players, you're more high-level players. A lot of them migrated to PC and they felt the pain of both cheating and the team balancing. They felt that more than anybody. They spent an entire season putting up with it. There were streamers gr- ranting about this all of Season of Dawn. Okay? You have to understand, streamers are not representative of the community at large, but they represent a significant portion of the community, the more committed PvP players. And the more committed PvP players were having the experience that streamers were having, and a lot of them quit. They all quit. And who is Trials geared toward? All the people that quit in Season of Dawn. A lot of people that left are like, I don't want to put up with this. And what do they come back to? They come back to the artifact... Being enabled week one, okay, that was a problem. Cheaters was a problem, and so, like, it's like 18 different things descended upon making uh, <laughs> 18 different things descended upon making Crucible unappealing. I, you know what I mean? I, it, it, it was, it was, it just landed at a really, really tough time. I tried to tell people you go back, you go back and watch my videos before we got to this season, and what did I say? Trials will not be the savior of the crucible. It can only be a nice capstone to a healthy crucible is what I said. I said there are fundamental problems with the Crucible right now that need to be addressed. If you don't address these things, then the Trials of Osiris launch will not land. It can only be a capstone on a healthy Crucible. I said that for months. You gotta address cheating. You gotta create really, really good reward paths. Daily, weekly rituals, a reason to grind, a reason to play Crucible was not there. Strong, strong anti-cheat efforts. None of that happened so trials lands and it's like okay wait so it's the most effective way to play it is to play the bottom three games I saw that in 60 seconds after reading the blog post it's like people are just gonna farm the bottom half of the cards for tokens that's what's happening and then anti-cheat where's the anti-cheat where where's the anti-cheat you launched a free to play game on steam without anti-cheat And are we going to really scratch our heads and wonder why the Crucible's been in a continued downward trajectory since Season of Dawn? These are basics, man. This is is putting on your shoes. This is tying your shoes before playing in a sport. Put your shoes on and tie them. I'll keep falling down and tripping. I don't know what's wrong, coach. You're wearing socks! Like... What are you doing? You have a free to play game without anti cheat. What what are we doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> it's a minority. Shut up. It's a free to play game with cheat with with no anti cheat. What do you mean it's a minority? You can, you can dangle an elephant off the edge of a cliff with Daisy all you want. You can do that all you want with statistical, like, it was like when the weekend one of trials hit and they were like, well, there's only a small percentage of the player base over a thousand. I was like, yeah, where do you think they are? Where do you think the minority of the player base its over 1,000 week 1 of Trials, where do you think they are? They're in Trials. Why do you think they got there so fast? Because they're going to play Trials. <laughs> it's like, you can use statistics all you want. You launched, you launched Trials of Osiris with a, a, a completely contradictory structure for loot delivery, and, and you, there's no anti-cheat, and power was enabled week 1 of the artifact. This, this plane, this plane was basically set to crash. It's just like, I, listen, I'm being really hard on them right now, but they could make a couple of changes that would significantly increase this player base's engagement. If you can't do anything about cheating, fine, whatever. Like, I don't know what to say to that. That, that, that seems, it seems inexcusable in 2020 to have zero anti-cheat on a free to play game, but whatever. Let's just ignore that for a second. Make the changes that we've talked about today. Just you can turn in tokens without winning and really, really increase token turnover and loot turnover in games four, five, six, and 7. I would do that immediately. I would do that immediately. If you can't do anything about cheating for the foreseeable future, all you're going to do is cause everybody to vacate to the Xbox Series X and the PS5 come, come winter, and then the PC player basically is going to be like, where's all the players? Well, all you cheating scum cannibalized the platform and anti-cheat never stopped it from happening. LL L- uh, L- L- uh. I agree with you when it comes to a no win requirement for the trials ingrams. however currently the loot pool of ingrams consists of the loot that you already earned previously from 3, 5, and 7 in the lighthouse drops what loot needs to be in the ingrams in a no win requirement just whatever is on number 3 give them whatever is on number 3 and, th- and then um yeah and then every week that pool gets bigger think about it it's a natural check and balance, right? It's a natural check and balance. If you're pl- like, what are you going to give him the armor? I mean, I guess you could give him the armor and one random armor piece because it's not going to glow. I guess I'd be okay with that. That's why the armor needs to look different more than a glow out of the chest, out of the flawless chest. Random piece of armor and then and obviously a chance at whatever the gun is that week. You're going to get three. We're three weeks in. So right now, they could get the fusion rifle, the shotgun, or the sniper rifle, and then a random piece of armor. Or, 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 no, rocket. I'm sorry. I think rocket was dropping on three this week. And then, flawless players need to get a guaranteed ascendant shard. They need to be able to pick the weapon that they're going to get so they can target farm. They need to get a junk ton of tokens. Like, going flawless would feel like you won the freaking lottery. There should be no question about farming bottom three are going flawless. Zorion How long do you think it will take Bungie to get rid of the problems that hold Trials back right now? I, I don't know. I would say within two weeks they need to roll out a patch about everything we talked about today. At the very least remove the restriction of you can't turn in tokens without three wins. That just needs to get removed right the frick now. And and immediately be like, eh, we're not going to make tokens expire. So while we work on that change that's going to remove the, the win requirement, you can be getting tokens and saving them. <laughs> you got to save this boat from crashing, and that's what I would do. I don't like reactionary bungee, but I would say that would be the very very first thing to do. Remove the win requirement and let people keep their ba- let people keep their tokens and then dump a junk more ton of stuff on the back half of the card. Uh, A Tan Man. A stat came out last week that the percent of players reaching three wins is rapidly decreasing. How do you think that can be remedied? Everything I just said. Ghetto Vision. Fixed Trials? Yes. You need a ticket to enter Trials would make... Would it make sense to have tokens earned on that ticket uncollectible until your ticket is complete? As in, you reset, you lose out. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, yeah, because it would probably be faster than them to just keep going. I guess they could throw three after they win three. Yeah, that's not bad. I yeah, yeah. I don't think this is a bad solution. I'm thinking it through. I'm thinking of all the possible outcomes. Like, I feel like Doctor Strange right now. Like, I'm, like, looking at all the different things that could happen. Like, my head should be, like, going really, really quickly. All the different instances and in what people would do in response to this. I feel like people... Casuals could just play, and then when it's completed, they get a bunch of tokens. Hardcores would have to basically throw three, and that would be stupid because winning four, five, and six would be more be more beneficial than throwing three... It would punish trial. No, it would not punish Trials' casual players. They would get all their tokens as soon as the card is complete, and the card is complete when they have three losses. Well, four losses on a Mercy. Yeah, this isn't bad. This is not a bad solution. This might be a little bit more nuanced. This might be a little bit more nuanced and like uh, harder for them to implement. But... Cause, so initially, I think they could just remove the win requirement, but what, like, throwing is stupid. This incentivizes throwing... Yeah, but if you make four, five, and six pay out more tokens for winning Flame, nobody would throw. They'd be like, we should try and win four, five, and six. We'll get more tokens. If we lose along the way, no worries. We'll get all the tokens for completing the card. Six months from DN Durkin, thank you. Lang Solo with six months, thank you. Y- Yixels with uh, eight months, thank you. Joski, did I thank you for 24 months of subs? Thank you for 24 months of subs. Here's the thing. Here's the only reason I'm slightly against what you're saying, Ghetto. I don't want to micromanage people and be like, no, no, don't reset your card. uh uh I don't want to do that. If somebody wants to do that, who gives a frick? I want to make it painfully obvious that that's a stupid approach to getting tokens. And I think there's easier ways to achieve this. It should be easier for Bungie to go in and say, four, five, and six, those three games... The token earn rate is equal to winning 1, 2, and 3. No matter what, it's equal. Even if you lose games 4, 5, and 6. 4, 5, and 6, you get significantly more tokens if you win. So, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you lose 4, 5, and 6, it's just the same as winning 1, 2, and 3. And if you win 4, 5, and 6, you get way more tokens. You won't save the playlist until you make experience for the average player worth of time investment. Right, that's why I think you got to feed the bottom half. Hobbit Spartan. Do you think that a paywall for trials in conjunction with the light level cap should have been implemented? No. I'm not going to read the rest of this. No. I already addressed this. A paywall in front of trials fragments the player base. It just fragments honest players and hurts the playlist and hurts engagement. And doesn't actually gatekeep cheaters because they would pay it anyway and probably make the money back from carries and stuff Norman with a brand new sub thank you catastrophic with three months welcome back Parasito my player based interactions seem very polarized regarding now is a good time for trials to come back do you think Bungie should have waited or did they properly lay the foundation beforehand I think they hurt the foundation beforehand they hurt the foundation beforehand they seemingly did almost nothing to stop cheaters for the entire season of Dawn. Skill-based matchmaking and team balancing also hurt the Crucible player base during Season of Dawn. So when Trials finally lands, it doesn't—it it lands on a shaky, shaky player base. We, we can go round and round about skill-based matchmaking and, and team balancing and all that stuff. All those things and cheating just people stopped playing. You can't deny that. If people stopped playing, and most people, that's what they were citing. Most of the people that were quitting Crucible during Season of Dawn, they were citing cheating or the team balancing and skill-based. It it felt worse to be a good player. It felt worse to be a good, a, a decent player, an above-average player, good player, high-skill player. It felt worse, and so they left. And cheating makes it even worse, too, because, listen, that's another thing that I don't think people realize, Okay. I don't really notice any cheating. I don't really notice any cheating. Yeah, because the cheaters are all the way up at the upper echelon. So they're not being, you're not seeing them (laughs) because you're not at the upper echelons. And so skill-based matchmaking is protecting you from the cheaters, (laughs) you know? No, Kelly, you're fine. You're fine, Kelly. It was just like, you made a point that just didn't even seem to have any functioning uh, parallel. It just seemed like such a false equivalency. Aaron kill. uh, Given the game's general state, three-month seasonal cycles seem to overburden Bungie. Should they switch to a four-month cycle? No. See, this is where I don't think people understand. This is where I use the pizza analogy. The pizza is this big. This is how much pizza they can make. We've seen that. We've consistently seen, here's how much pizza they can make. So right now, we're getting, like, let's just round it to 25, okay? We're getting 25 weapons every season, approximately. So that's 3 seasons, that's 75 weapons. What's the difference if you slice those 75 weapons in half? It's the same amount of weapons. So if you had to wait, if you had to wait a little bit longer, then your season would have 37 weapons. It have 37 weapons instead of 25. But after after a 3 season cycle or in this case a 2 season cycle, you'd have the same amount of weapons in the game. Like, uh, (laughs) it's, it's the same amount. It's the same amount of stuff. It's, it is not, it's not changing the amount of content that you're getting. You're, you're, you're not, you're not netting more content. You're, you're just making them slice the pizza in different pieces. If I come out to the dinner table with a piece of pizza and I'm like, okay, I can slice it into eight pieces or twelve pieces. Does that make a difference? Can I suddenly feed more people? No. No. It's the same. Everybody's getting the same amount of food. That doesn't that doesn't actually work that well. I guess if you had twelve people instead of eight people, I could feed more people, but then twelve people are getting less food than eight people. It just, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't work. Circuits. What are your thoughts on people asking for a bounty board? I can see the utility of it. I like the idea of a bounty board. Uh, I also like the idea of like a daily ritual of visiting the tower, but then not having to go back and being able to repeat the bounties from orbit. I think that'd be fine. We talked about that the other day. Golden. Sorry if you talked about this. Do you think that it would be okay if two to three daily bounties or in rare occasion repeatables gave you a piece of loophole? That's not really where I think they need to target uh, in trials. Pixel pusher. Would Trials make a more clear pinnacle PvP activity if competitive was more of a means to hone your skills for it? I mean, this doesn't really have any bearing because people are going to avoid competitive or they, like, most people engage with the competitive uh, solo queue playlist, which I believe gave people a very skewed view of what it looks like to play against high-level players. A lost recon. Does this mean... That how people unlock the loophole pool also needs to get changed. What's the point of unlocking the ability of turning in tokens if you have nothing in the loot pool? Yeah, we already addressed that. Uh, little, uh, little Steve. How long do you actually think trials will remain relevant? Uh, too generic of a question than just a paragraph of your thoughts. El Pinto Loco. Do you think making the requirement of loot 3 wins or 9 games played would be a good solution. This is from another one of my videos. I said, either remove it all together, or be like, you either have to get three wins on a card, or a certain total number of wins, or in your case, a certain number of games played. Um, I I just, I either, any way they attack this to get more people playing and turning in tokens, the better. Uh, 21 Ambition. This may have been discussed, but do you think that the token farming or, or poor network connections are the reason for people turning away? Uh, probably both. J. Would it be better for player population if they made Trials match made, or if they had a solo queue list? Man, people are throwing this idea around. I just don't know. I really don't know. I, I'm i all in favor of filling the funnel with players. So, this side of Lono is like, I want to fill the funnel with players. But then this side's like, that's not in the spirit of Trials. Trials is, you make a team and you go in. Ah. Uh, I am always going to take the accessibility train so far. You can take the accessibility train too far and then you just completely like dilute the content that you're attaching the, the principle to. My The principle is let's get as many people playing as possible. That's the principle. I believe you can take that too far and then you dilute and make the player base seem kind of odd. Solo queue... So then you're going into trials and just token farming with with micless, voiceless people? I don't know. A new Bungie video drop? What's it about? Is it like a trailer for something? I don't know. I'm going to push back on solo queue for now. I may change my position in time, but for now I'm like, eh. Offhanded pillow with 29 months, thank you. Um... Hobbit Spartan. Luden trials is way too sparse and flawless has absolutely no meaning. Astacross suggested having trials like the Sundial. Do you think the setup would incentivize? Yeah, I addressed this in my talk. I think the Sundial solution would be good for flawless. Yes. Uh, could the flat earn rate problem be a result of Bungie waiting for metrics if they didn't know how long games or cards would take advantage? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they ran internal testing, it just it it seems to me they just really underestimated the way people play their game they just really underestimated it it just I um I don't know it really seems like they underestimated it I like I said I keep saying this I read their blog all their info about trials and the first thing I said was it sounds like people are just going to farm the lower half of the card for tokens (laughs) You're just going to keep resetting to keep your pool, your loot pool small and farm tokens. I It's just... <laughs> I've been playing this game for five years. It wasn't hard to figure out what people were going to do. I was like, <laughs> like... I don't know. I'm surprised I didn't see it coming. Um, Hobbit Spartan. Did Bungie drop the ball on having gear and flawless overall, lack of adept weapons? Yes. I think that that would have... I kinda of talk out of both sides of my mouth here. I understand why they didn't do adept weapons. Right? I did. Right? But I also, I also am like, why didn't you do it? <laughs> what you need something better in the chest, like than just more than just loot or a glow. Dream ACH2. Um My question got deleted from the list. I was 24. I think that I think they're no wait I think this is you here. Uh, did I skip? No. On the roadmap, they have in words Iron Banner Exotic Quest. No, nope, they they said that's not an Iron Banner Exotic Quest. That's that's actually two separate things. Uh, Hobbit Spartan uh, Dylan Dylan confirmed or Cosmo confirmed. That's two separate things. It's not an Iron Banner Exotic Quest. It's Iron Banner, and then it's an Exotic Quest. Whoops, I said an orbit too long. Hobbit Spartan, do you think third person peeking because of cheaters? Uh, Do you think people are third-person peaking because of cheaters with snipers? I'll admit I third-person peaked because of the godlight snipers, cheaters. Yo! Otto with 39 months. Miss all you guys. Keep the show rolling. Thank you, Otto. Hope you're well. Um, People are not third-person peaking because of cheaters. Now, I know, wish you luck, Uh, Sam tweeted and said people should get their priorities straight. We want to get cheating addressed first. Because he's beating cheaters by third person peeking, right? He's mitigating the strength of cheaters by third person peaking and kind of seeing where the cheaters are, you know, are are looking. Um so I don't think I disagree with what Sam said. Prioritize cheating first, and then we can talk about third-person peaking. I talked about that in my video. Um I think third person peaking needs addressed. I do. Do I think it's a front burner issue? Well, not really. I think I think it needs addressed though. Um, be, and here's why. The entire structure of trials especially I think is enumer- is is really bringing this to light because trials is the absolute best players going for the absolute best prizes now the best prizes piece of trials is not really in place right now we don't have any adept weapons the motivation to go up high on the card and the motivation to go flawless is weak right now I think that can be addressed however in that context I really don't think you should have something in the game that is contrary to a competitive environment where if, if you're if you're going to be getting an advantage without risk-reward, that's a problem. That's one of the issues we took with, you know, ricochet rounds on Hard Light. It... Three-person three peaking is problematic for a variety of reasons. Number one, that's not what emotes are designed for. So it's not a skill set. It's not a utility in the game. Stop calling it that. That's like, when people type that out, I'm like, how could you possibly type that out and actually mean that (laughs) what's good clyde it's it's not it's not a utility it's not a skill set is it in the game sure are people getting really hyperbolic and getting and overreacting to it yes they are i don't think people i don't think calling people toxic or scum i don't think that's helpful at all you know streamers need to settle down a little bit okay you're creating a very nasty dialogue about it just calm down (laughs) just calm down okay I'm in agreement with the people that are upset about it but I don't think we need to go so far as to call these people scum or toxic they're, they're, they're doing something that's in the game they're not cheating, they're not leaving the map okay <laughs> they're doing something that's in the game however it needs addressed I don't think you leave it If, if it's one thing to say it's in the game, stop crying right It's not, it's one thing to say that, it's another thing to say oh leave it alone No, it shouldn't be left alone. I think there are two things they could do that would solve this problem that would maybe make everybody happy, okay? If emoting had a cooldown just like your melee and your grenade. So, right now, if you throw your grenade or you do your melee, you have to wait for it to build back up, okay? Emoting should be the exact same way. If you want to push a corner and you want to emote to check that lane, one time that's fine you can't do it again for 30 seconds okay you just threw your you just threw your grenade you just used your utility you used your rift you used your barricade right you you emoted fine whatever and then you can't do it again for 30 seconds all right well people will just use swords you can't get out your sword unless you have ammo why do we need to pour it out pull out a sword hilt anyway? What what why are you pulling out a sword hilt? What's the point of that? Why are you doing that? Do you pull out your rocket launcher with no ammo just to like see it? Oh, I love my rocket. No, you don't. Nobody pulls out an empty weapon and just like looks at it. <laughs> right? I I think those are the two things you need to do. Can't cancel the emote till the loop is done. Uh, it would still it would still. No, people would just pick the shortest emotes. There's got to be some short ones in the mix. It's, it's, I don't know if Bungie can do what I just said, but I think that would be a middle ground. You could still emote and check a corner, fine, whatever, it's a utility, <laughs> but then people will just use swords, no, you shouldn't be able to pull out your swords unless you have ammo for them. Um, I, <laughs> imagine if, imagine if there was a, a rocket launcher that did that, it worked like a scorch cannon, you could just pull it out and like, look around corners Come on, that'd be ludicrous. You wouldn't want that. You don't want that in this game. It's a first person shooter and risk reward of peaking a lane is intrinsic to map control, target acquisition, and intelligence and map awareness. And being able to completely invalidate that entire structure of map flow and skill. I mean, come on, you're... <laughs> And then people are like, "Well, if people didn't just hard scope and 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 do nothing but snipe, then I wouldn't third person peek." Uh, like, okay, but like at least that takes skill. It doesn't take skill to hit left on your D pad. I mean, at least they're hitting a snipe. At least they're hitting a shot. This is a shooter by the way. This isn't like a, a this isn't dancing with the stars where you're going to have an emote off and whoever uses their emote the best wins. Like emoting is not skill expression. Don't try and tell me that it is. It's absurd. Now, keep in mind everything I just said, I don't think th- I don't think 3 peaking is a front burner issue. I think Bungie has much bigger issues to to, to take care of. I think we need, we need anti-cheat measures yesterday. We need connection integrity fixed yesterday. And we need better loot incentive structure so people don't farm the bottom half of the cards and more average to casual players played trials. Those are front burner issues. 3-peaking is going to be annoying. It's not fun to play against, but, you know, wouldn't you rather have the cheaters kicked out of the game and banned? Wouldn't you have connections get better and error codes subside and have a reason to go flawless, have a reason to go to four, five, six, and 7? Like, I would say those need to address first before we start talking about 3-peaking. It's stupid to say that emote peaking is a problem... I mean I think it's it's stupid to denounce an entire argumentation with an insult. I mean I just did it to you. Did that feel good? I mean come on. We're having an actual argument. I talked about risk reward, map structure, combat structure, skill expression. Like I'm I'm making a reasoned argument here and you're just saying it's stupid to say that it's that it's a problem. That's just an assertion. And that's not even an assertion. You're just denouncing the opposing position which is which is you basically admitting that you can't defend it. If you can defend it, then defend it. Don't just denounce the opposing position. That's a weak. That's a weak way to argue i'm just gonna denounce who disagrees with me like okay thank you for admitting you don't have an argument and you're probably wrong like <laughs> paracito could the pain point in maps be solved with playlist selectors similar to changing difficulty on a nightfall uh could players pick and choose which map to load in i don't think that's gonna make a difference in trials i don't think it's a solution either marine other free-to-play games have shadow bans across Steam. Is it a technical issue or a cost issue? Why are we letting people with VAC bans play? Why? What, do, what are we doing? It, it's a free-to-play game and you're letting people with a VAC ban play. Wh- why? I don't understand. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me at all. You're, you're letting someone who has been banned for cheating play your free-to-play game. I'm just confused, like how... Uh, can you explain VAC bans? VAC bans are basically anybody who's ever been banned from a Valve game. It, it, it's on their account. You can literally go to their account, and you can see they have VAC bans. And it's... Man, it's it's so crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, right? The people that are cheating, whenever you look at their profile, they have VAC bans, almost every time. It's what's... It's crazy! What a... What a world! What a world! That somebody with a VAC ban is cheating. I can't believe it. You can get a VAC ban without cheating. I have one from eight years ago for nuke boosting and Call of Duty. Okay, well, Seraph, they could certainly put a life cycle on it. If you have a VAC ban that's older than 12 months or six months, okay. There are people with VAC bans that are like 60 days old and they're jumping into Crucible. Like, get out of here. Like, like... Yeah, or their profile set to private so you can't see that they have a VAC ban. Gee, I wonder why your profile set to private as you aimbot your way around trials. Get the frick out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I know nuke boosting was cheating crucial, but if somebody was nuke boosting when they were 16 eight years ago and they're in their 20s now and they want to play in a tournament, you can't be like, well, you know, you, you nuke boosted when you weren't even old enough to drive, so you can't play Destiny. Like, there needs to be a reasonable amount of limitations put on it. You know, if you got a VAC ban from over a year ago, okay, fine people with VAC bands that are like that are a month old are playing why what the frick <laughs> why are you doing that yeah it was cheating of course yeah I don't think he was saying it wasn't cheating I think he was saying like I got a VAC ban for doing something dumb a long time ago it wasn't an aimbot. uh dread dreadlord you were talking about cheating, killing this game mode, but do you think that the issues aren't solved quick enough that the game is already done? Kind of like D2 year one before Forsaken got released. This is the this is like the, uh, is it done? Is it gonna die? I don't like questions like this. I don't. This is how I speak about it. I say that the playlist is in trouble. The playlist will continue to decline if they don't address these issues. I don't like speak speaking like, oh, it's done, it's dead, it's gonna die, game's done. Like, it's, yeah, it's not... That's not how I like to talk. Because I don't think that's generally true. This game survived Destiny 2 year (laughs) 1. This game is a cockroach. You can't kill it, man. You can't kill this game with a nuke. You know, D2 year 1 was rough. And it still survived. So. Oh no, I clicked the wrong thing. Prince Nero. uh, What do you expect? Uh, When do you expect changes for trials? You already asked that. Uh kingish kandar people complain no matter what with that being said do you think that they could have a map vote no i don't want map votes for trials cover two why do you think bungie won't directly comment on developing an anti cheat is it too expensive to develop not enough resources just don't care um ah bungie will only comment on things like this when they can take action which is understandable do you want them to come out and be like, "Yeah, we can't really do anti-cheat. <laughs> we can't really do anti-cheat," and all the cheaters are like, "Oh man, let's let's get in there." Um, so they say what they they speak to what they can do and to what they are doing, um, and I think that kind of serves as a deterrent, right? It serves as a bit of a deterrent, you know. If if you see if you see people getting banned in large numbers, and you see Bungie talking about it, you might be like, "I don't know if I want to do any cheating, dude." People are losing their accounts. I got a lot of stuff on my account. Uh, Sky Elliott, why did Bungie settle on this system when the system felt when the system felt like a better idea? Weapons bounties could refresh every trial. Yeah, I mean. How am I supposed to answer your question? Why do they settle on this? I don't know. My speculation was that they thought tokens would be superior because you can grind tokens all weekend. And instead of running out of bounties and needing more bounties, people are like, I'm sick of bounties, I'm sick of bounties, I'm sick of bounties. And then here you come on a steed of bounties. Here I am with more bounties. (laughs) Ha ha ha! No, they went to a token system because they probably thought it would be better. You can grind them all weekend. There's no limit. You can literally be getting tokens Friday till Tuesday morning and just constantly do it. If they remove the win requirement and maybe do like a triple trials token weekend or something, they could probably get way more interaction with the playlist. Clue so. Do you think we'll get new armor and weapons next season? Mm, in trials, maybe. Uh, Tencho, a bit long with two parts. With next-gen consoles on the horizon, talks of a 60 FPS and FOV changes. Is crossplay or cross-platform features more likely? Mm, Xbox to Xbox, yeah Would a PC community really buy a PS5 or Xbox X if they already have a PC? Yeah, they will, and they've said they will, yeah Yep There are PC players right now that, to them, that's what they want to do They want to grind out Crucible They want to play Trials, they want to do Trials Carries You freaking bet your butt they will go to console to avoid the cheaters No doubt in my mind at all There'll be a huge exodus. If there is not a significant change in the cheating presence on PC, the PC PVP community will dwindle to a a, a flickering candle and everybody will just go to the consoles. Right? Listen, a lot of gamers are going to want the new consoles anyway, right? They're going to want to play The Last of Us 2. They're going to want to play the new Halo. Well, I guess you can play it on PC with Xbox as standard, or like, play anywhere. But still... A lot of them are going to buy the consoles. They're going to want them. And if they can avoid the cheaters, they will. No, they won't. They will just stop playing. So when there are people in chat saying they'll switch to console and people have publicly said on Twitter that they will switch to console, you're saying they won't do that. They're lying. They'll just stop playing. Okay. Z-Man. I've had this problem with clan members not online and Steam server down errors in Steam Switch. Have Bungie addressed this? They're working on all those issues. Uh, Gilded Aegis. Uh, how can Bungie quickly address the numerous issues with the current state of Trials to avoid things getting worse? I've already suggested everything they need to do. Cyogre. What changes for Trials need to happen? I've already addressed that. Avin J. If Trials fails, should Bungie dramatically uh, or eliminate its investment in D2 PvP? No. Smoji do you think they should cut content to make content cut cut content to make content how dare you put a tongue twister in your question should they cut content to make content um if you're talking about removing content that's already here they can't do that they can remove content that they said they were going to remove like sundial but they can't just be like yeah mercury's gone because people paid for that and they might get you know in a lot of they might get in some hot water about that you can't just take away stuff that people paid for uh, I've been seeing all this criticism around trials in this season in general. Yet the player base numbers seem to be holding. Do you think the criticism is a loud minority? Give it, give it another week or two, and let's see. I continue to think that end of this week we'll see us we'll see the decline in PVE begin. That's been my prediction. Is when we get out of those first couple of weeks, PVE will start to decline. If I'm wrong, great. I'm wrong. Awesome. If PV PVE stays stable at over a million. I'll be happy to be wrong about that. Crucible, it's, it's so hard to know. I'll say this. The trials engagement is in line with what people are saying. Trials engagement is already going down by about 100,000 players, roughly, maybe a little bit less, but we'll have to wait until Tuesday. It's already down by 70,000 or so. It's trials is already seeming to decline. What did I do? Oh, uh, spy who swags. Who are the people of Reddit? I enjoy the new content, the weapons, the bunkers, but whenever I check Reddit, I start to question my thoughts because of all the negativity. Keep up the good work. Reddit is, um, uh, basically Reddit is, it's like bad reviews on Yelp. Like the people that are more upset are more likely to leave a review. Um, kind of a thing that's why people really encourage you if you liked your experience in their business please go to their Yelp because they'll deal with a thousand customers and the one person who got bad service will be like yeah frick this place gonna get you on Yelp and the 999 who were totally satisfied with their meal might never go to Yelp so you're like did you see the Yelp on this place apparently they always get your order wrong so yeah perilous place is terrible. And 999 people would be like, no, it's not. It's fine. This this restaurant's great. So that's why a lot of places encourage you to leave them positive Yelps because that's what happens. So, um, that's, that's Reddit in a nutshell. Reddit is also a lot of the upvoting is thriving in a world of what I call easy clickism. So, people see negativity and they like to click it yeah <laughs> yeah it was like when the call of duty trailer was the most downvoted trailer of like any video game trailer it became viral it was like go downvote the call of duty trailer right it wasn't necessarily representative of the reception of that trailer it was yeah, I'm going to throw in with the crowd. Boo! You suck! What are we booing? <laughs> Who cares? Boo! Like, why are we lighting the city on fire? Our team won. Yay! Why are we lighting the city on fire? Our team lost! Rah! Like, it's... It, people just throw in with the crowd. It's... Um... Yeah, YouTube Rewind. <laughs> yeah, that was rough, too. That one got pretty hurt. Yeah, re- Reddit has good ideas, but Reddit also has stuff that trends and gets upvotes that's like... Uh, <laughs> Some guy writes his post on Reddit. What was it called? Uh, I love hearing streamers cry or something. Um, I wrote a book in response to that thread. Um, There's nothing better to me than streamers whining. (laughs) And so he goes on this epitaph of like, Oh yeah, it's what you deserve. You suck. We're all leaving. Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Like, And it gets... And it gets, uh... It gets tons of upvotes. Why? Because... That's what people do. I mean... I like that post. Well, like... The problem with this post is it just basically people were upvoting the th- they were upvoting the title. Yeah, screw those streamers. <laughs> There's this like dichotomy of like Reddit streamers, they hate us, we hate them, blah 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 and I commented and I was like, I just don't think this dichotomy is helpful. I think we're all asking for the same things. Plenty of streamers have been saying that they want it to be a very accessible, very casual, friendly entry point to trials, but there should be way better loot in the flawless chest. Like, it's not as simple as like I don't think most streamers are arguing for a sweat box where oh it's really hard to get anything get the frick out of here get good or leave like I don't think there's very many streamers that have ever taken that attitude about trials there's almost there's almost no streamers that have ever taken that attitude they don't want the they don't want the playlist to be nothing but sweaty games they they want you in there right so I don't know. It, <clears throat> Atheist Boy, do you think recoil in general should be lowered on console to put it more in line with PC? Uh, maybe. I don't really know. The Skyline Show, do you think next-gen consoles get to to PC player base will die out slowly? Too extreme? It'll definitely, people will definitely flock to console, though, to avoid cheaters. Damon Gaming. I have two ideas for Revoker. Rework its function, like opening shot and da-da-da-da-da, thought skipping. Uh, Big Fat Jono. From outside, it looks like Bungie is having a lot of tech debt what do you think the seasons uh to improve their back end and create robust systems dedicated servers improve it no they can't do any of that uh white dragon you think bungie will fix trials or change it in d3 next year i have no idea should bounties give loot as in d1 uh i think they want to do the token system because it wouldn't be limited to bounties and so if they focus on that i think that'd be better than to rework the bounty system it's infinite official do you think cops should be redone like taking away lives and implement a single life? No. You're just putting out your own idea. They don't need to rework comp right now. Rookie license. The meta moaning by players will never end. This adds fuel to the... F- not a question. Vrock. What else can be done to stop hackers influencing matches and trials? Ban them! Anti-cheat. <laughs> Mamba. Lono, do you think that they'd be able to survive past this seasons? I think the vast majority of casuals have decided... Oh, well, trials... Again, the I'm skipping these questions. Do you think it'll be able to survive? Is it going to die? Is the whole game going to implode? Like, I believe they can make adjustments and improvements to increase engagement. We'll have to wait and see when they can do that. reason Is it possible that you have more solo LFG players compared to D1? Players who clans and friends left are still able to play. Dude, to- Yeah, it, it, I think an even bigger problem related to your question, reason is that solo queue comp has, I think, been really popular. <laughs> and I think that created some expectations. And then they want to go into trials and they're going in with thrown together teams and they're probably getting stomped. I said it this morning. If I'm slightly above average, if I go in there with two more slightly above uh, uh, average player, if, if, if I do that, then... You're gonna you're gonna think I'm a god, and I'm not. Just because if you're at the very very bottom end, and you're used to solo queuing, or you're not a very strong player, you're gonna think I'm way better than I am. Because because of the the, the experience that you're having, I'm above average. If me and two more above average players stomped you on a five zero win, you're gonna be like, well, oh, yeah, just getting stomped by gods, not realizing that you're you're playing a pretty uh, you know average group of players. Lousy old potato. Pinnacle Activities in PvE are generally accessible to a wide range of skill levels. What skill range should Trials support? I'm, I'm cutting out all the frills here. Uh, listen, we've already answered this question a thousand times today. You make games one through three accessible with a token earn rate, let people turn in tokens without a win requirement, and then feed the back half of the card so the high level players don't live at the bottom half. It's that simple. Like, we don't need elaborate systems. It's, it's, we just need a good loot incentive system. Right? Zero skill. I've seen people suggesting that trials should be locked behind Shadow Keep or the season pass. At face value, it seems like a great solution to help prevent cheaters. No, all this does is fragment the player base. Cheaters don't give a crap. They're going to buy accounts that can get past all of this or they're going to spend the money and do, you know, carries and get the money back anyway. Dang, I keep bumping the enter button. Uh, do you feel trials feels outdated in the current competitive landscape? No, no. I think that uh, I think arena shooters have a place. I think trials has a place. I just think that, okay, here's, here's what's happening. All right. The best players in destiny are flocking to trials and, with love in my heart, you have no hope in beating them. You will not beat Potato, Onyx and Kami. You won't. You're not going to beat... You're not going to beat them. You just aren't. Okay? 99% of the player base isn't isn't going to beat them. You won't. I'm sorry, you won't. There's a super, super tiny percentage of the player base that can beat them. Okay? And even one of their closest games that went to like a 4-4 that I casted... They most of the time they were losing because they were playing sloppy as soon as they tightened it up they won um so what ends up happening is is like if the player funnel isn't full you're just gonna run into those guys way more often It just it's just the natural course of things so then your expectations are like I should be able to go in here and win a couple of games well no no you're not going to there aren't enough players in here to cushion and keep you away from those so I don't think Trials feels outdated in competitive landscape. I think arena shooters can have their day in the sun again. I think that this, I think Trials is really exciting gameplay. But I think you need a lot of people in the player pool, you know? Wristbands. You think logging Trials behind Keep would help? Nope. Uh, already answered that. Soaring Eagle. What issues do you see exponentially increasing token rewards relative to win count? I don't see any issues with that. I've been advocating for that. I don't see any issues with that at all. Um, has Bungie ever explained the anti-cheat or has been vague? They've been very vague about how it all works. Uh, so... <clears throat> the Torch. Wasn't the issue also that people wanted the shotgun and winning games 5 and 7 diluted your loot pool? Well, yeah, that was also the issue, Torch. We've already addressed that last week. Be Nibble with five gifted subs. Guys, check chat. Arcanus. You think Trials would have landed better with the expansion launch when the loot incentive would have have been likely better with a rerun of aspirational loot. After all, there was no adept weapons. I don't know if that would have helped. V-Drowned joke. Saw ass across recent vid and not quoting directly, but he pointed out that Bungie has not been transparent with anti-cheat other than we have anti-cheat in place for Crucible. Was it a mistake for Bungie to not talk anti-cheat in the recent TWAB since it adds the argument of, I put my money into Eververse and I don't see improvements into the game. Listen. If anybody's going to say I put my money into every and I'm not seeing improvements into the game. Like I don't really care to talk to somebody like that. Just because you give a company money doesn't mean they can give you what you want in the game, right? I gave I gave Epic money. I bought Fortnite skins. I bought their season passes, and I hate what they did to that game. What do you, What am I going to do? What What am I going to do? What am I going to storm the forums and be like, Hey, now hang on a minute. I deserve a vote. You know, I, <laughs> it's just one of the things. I. I, they need to do so with anti-cheat. They don't need to tell us everything they're doing, but they need to do so with anti-cheat. Uh, suave. Two days ago, I was watching a video on the effect of token farming on the player base. The video was by Ascendant Nomad, and he classified it as skill creep. Do you think that we should start trending this uh, to get Bungie moving faster? They already responded to this. They've already responded to that video. That video got a lot of attention. So, I would think... I would think that yeah, they need to do that. I would think that they would need to basically say, "Hey, this is a problem. The token earn rate is an issue." And then they'll, you know, they'll hopefully address it. Cuz I think it's a, it's a super super lopsided problem. Bulldog why don't Bungie just give everyone the same weapons to use in trials? People would hate that. Diltin. having recently returned to the game within the last couple of weeks and not knowing a lot about issues and things of that nature, how often does Bungie acknowledge issues people identify in D2? They usually wait until they can do something about it or you know, something they can speak with some specificity to it. Playing Destiny. Uh, I think skill is not as big of an aspect anymore as it used to be but do you think the same about it? This is not a question. Stadia Joe. If PC players are complaining about cheating in trials, do you think Stadia could be an optimal choice? No. I don't want to get into a Stadia bashing session, so I'm just going to say no. Uh, Can trials work if they remove the meta and force you to use set weapons? Man, I love you guys, but stop suggesting this, man. You have to know this would not work. You know? You just have to know this would not work. You can't do this in Destiny. You, everything about, like, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. So when people were farming, target farming the shotgun, why were they doing that? Cause chasing loot and getting the best versions of loot is part and parcel to the Destiny feel and experience, okay? You're gutting that the minute you go to, like, forced set weapons or curated weapons. You're 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 desecrating all of what destiny is. It wouldn't work. Like it's why it didn't work in, in the raid layers. People didn't like it. It's like, "Oh, I have all this great stuff I grinded for, and I have to use this?" It would not work. It stops the meta. <laughs> well, yeah, it stops the meta, but if nobody wants to play, does it matter? Trust me, it wouldn't be good. You can't start doing that 5 years into the franchise, homie. You can't people people are not people would reject that they would reject that swolgoroth would giving the lower skilled trials players easier ways to obtain loot cause the higher skilled players to just farm the lower ends the, 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 we're, we're just running in circles now it's a two prong solution make it easier to get and turn in tokens for the weaker players make it way more lucrative to go up the card i i've said this so many times today I, I guess maybe you just got here and submitted this question. We have said this so many times. Don't ignore ignore half of my video or half my comments. I'm always always putting these two together. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm not just focusing on the casuals. It needs to be a both-and situation. If you just made all the loot really, really awesome at the top end of the card, then people at the bottom would be like, I'm not getting anything. If you just made it better for people on the bottom half of the card, you would have the top guys coming down into the bottom half. You got to do both. You got to do both. Rye Half. Why doesn't Bungie use anti-cheat? No idea. Crime Marion Twitch. Do you think Anthem could ever compete with Destiny? No. Roboto. What do you think about adding an additional S, skill-based matchmaking pinnacle PvP activity or adding skill-based matchmaking in Trials? Make it fun for everybody. Skill-based matchmaking is poison. I hate it. I wish it didn't exist. I think it's terrible for games. I'm not even a high-level player, and I hate it. It makes me stop playing games, and we already debated that today. It doesn't belong in Trials. It ruins games. It's death. And the only reason it's there is because it's a gamble. They put skill-based matchmaking in because they're gambling. They know it's more likely to keep a larger portion of the player base playing, and the hardcore players will endure it. So. Sorry I was a bit late. You're okay, Swolgoroth. People keep doing that, though. They're like, but Lono, if you help out the casuals, then the you know, the hardcores are going to drop to the bottom. I'm trying to solve both problems, so... People are question slamming because we're near the end, so I'm going to chop it. I'm not just going to keep answering question slams, so I'll answer the questions after the session. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. If you're here live right now, don't go anywhere. I'll answer these couple of remaining questions. And as always, those listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.